I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. Well, hello everyone out there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, the podcast for all things Disney for the Front Row Network. My name is Craig, and I am one of the co-hosts of the Beyond the Mouse podcast. And with me, I have the wonderful, the charming, the dashing, the sometimes wrong, especially tonight, Mr. Brett Rutherford, my co-host. Well, hello. <laughs> like, that was quite an introduction there, Craig. Absolutely. Anytime, <laughs> anytime. We are also joined by my other co-host, Miss Vanessa Ferguson. How are you? I'm good. And Figaro, my dog, is here with me. So he might be chiming in on half of Brett to tell Craig that he's wrong. So that's a good boy. <laughs> Wait, isn't Figaro a cat? I don't, I don't understand. It's Minnie Mouse's cat, but it's my dog. So it is what it is. Craig, you're always out. Oh, this is the banter that you hear so much about. But you know, you know where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. You see, um, by the way, before we completely embarrass our uh, brand new guest, uh, we should say that Brett uh, helped design some virtual backgrounds. I'm trying to figure out how mirrors work. This is so you can see mine and you can see Brett's if you're watching on our Facebook page since we posted the video. Uh, but two of you, the, the ladies don't have them because they turned you into like monsters or something. I don't know what happened. Lovely monsters, but monsters nonetheless. Monsters Inc. There, look. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, Aaron, you look like you're in Coco. You look like you're yeah. in the bed. So, uh, Hold on. Let me, let me show you the horrors that await. <laughs> oh, Here Vanessa we go. Is, is in the water. <laughs> she is the backside of water right now. I anyway. am water. Oh, too late. Oh, too anyway, late. We should also invite to the podcast. Erin, how are you doing tonight? I am super pumped and feeling the pressure of dishing out the Pixar rankings to you guys tonight here on Behind the uh, Beyond the Mouse. Um, but also super excited to be here and figure out what this podcast is all about. Because this is, I think, the only one on the Front Row Network that I haven't been on now. Oh, wow. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Now, You're, because you wow. haven't been on... We do have to ask, what's your favorite Disney movie? Okay, so I had a, I had an answer previously that I'm going to change um, when I thought more about it. My favorite Disney movie, I would have to say, is Frozen 2. Wow. Nice. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I was, <laughs> at first I said, <laughs> at first I said Lion King, but I don't know. Frozen 2, I've just been like, really 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 into and so did you like frozen uh, one the first frozen I, I did i did okay. i liked i liked the first frozen it was before i had kids so i wasn't as into it so obviously like i had previously chosen lion king because there's obviously major nostalgia with that one but there is something about the music in Frozen 2 and the storyline, I think especially with having a four-year-old, when you've seen it like 47 times, that I'm like, I'm so into the plot line. Like, I'd be texting my husband 
I'm like, I figured out where I figured out where Kristoff is from. And he's like, I'm at work. You can't be bothering me with this. I'm like, no, no. I, <laughs> I Googled all of the, of the peoples of Norway and Sweden. I'm like, I've got it all figured out. When you get home, I'm going to sit you down and you're going to understand too. So this is, that, no that is absolutely wonderful. Uh, <laughs> it is so great. And, and it's great that it came to Disney plus a bit early. So all of yeah. you can watch it 47 so, times. Uh, so you're a Disney and, plus. Oh, a Disney plus household. Yes, we yes. are. Yes. Uh, did you, she has small children, Brett. She has to be, <laughs> it's like a required a purchase for any parent out let's there be, now. Let's be yes. honest though. Even without Disney plus, or even without small children, me and my husband's like, it's got all the star Wars on it. Mm. and talk about a segue it also has many of the pixar films on it so uh what we're gonna do tonight is we are ranking the uh pixar movies from 1 to 22 we've had 22 of them now including onward and uh now that onward's also on disney plus if you haven't checked that out i would strongly encourage you to do so and then also make sure that you uh, go back and listen to our full disclosure about it because we really loved that film, but now you get to experience it too. And it's a wonderful film. I think you're really gonna enjoy it. So let's get right into it. This is how this is gonna work. Erin is on because she designed our uh, very scientific means of voting. And what we did was we distributed an Excel spreadsheet. Yes, we went to Excel and we distributed that to all the Front Row Network hosts any of them that wanted to uh, get back to us and rank out their, their Pixar films from one to 22 did. And then uh, now we're going to reveal those rankings to you. So this is the combined rankings of all the front row hosts that decided to participate. And uh, Aaron knows the rankings, the rest of us do not. So she's Price Waterhouse. React in real time here for you. We are going to try to do a little bit of a rapid fire first 10 movies. And then that way we can really dive deep into uh, our top 12 uh, for Pixar. So Aaron, take it away. Okay, so just so everyone has the stats out of the 15 co-hosts of the Front Row Network, 10 submitted votes. Um, and of those 10, I'm sorry, I believe uh, 12 or 13 submitted votes, 10 submitted votes for every single movie. So some of the movies that people had not seen because we put a had not seen option in there, we, we weighted those votes. Um, but what I found when I weighted those versus the raw scores is it didn't make that much of a difference. Um, really what we were seeing was what we were getting as far as how everybody ranked these films. So to get right into it, there's not much that people agree on all the time in the front row network, but one thing that was pretty unanimous was that the worst Pixar film coming in at number 22 is Cars 2. Oh, I, I see. I, for some reason, I thought it might be good dinosaur, um, but uh, Cars 2, Cars 2 makes sense to me. What saved the good dinosaur versus Cars 2 is that less people had seen the good dinosaur. I so, haven't, so I, I, I guess I shouldn't speak on it. Yeah, no. <laughs> Some of us ranked really? it higher. Yes, you did. <laughs> 
But it was almost across the board that people who voted uh, for Cars 2 was pretty much from 18 to 22. Was okay. Yeah. Um, where exactly Good Dinosaur did have some redeeming qualities that people found endearing about it. Um, me. Yeah. That was that me. It's, it's basically just me. I've <laughs> <laughs> someone else. Seven times with my kids. They love it. And I'm like, this is really dark. This it is, it is really dark. Yeah, it's dark. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, number so 21. You're not, so you're not missing out if you haven't seen it. Um, but just so that you're prepared when you see The Good Dinosaur, it is not what I would consider a really feel-good movie. Um, <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so coming in at number 21 is Cars 3. So mm -hmm. there were some comments across several Front Row Network members who basically all had the same sentiment was that Cars 3 was not great, but it was better than Cars 2. And we're seeing that reflected <laughs> in the voting. <laughs> Coming in at my number- kid, My kid loves Cars 3, but- Yeah? Mm -hmm. um, Jay had a great point where he was like, anthropomorphic cars really only have one viewer demographic, and that is toddlers. <laughs> and he's like, so if you are a toddler and you like cars, like you're gonna love the whole franchise. Um, so we should have our kids vote on the movies. That's what we should have done is had the kids rank them. Oh, that would be cool. Wouldn't it be fun? Yeah, it would be. That, that might be a good follow-up to this. I think you guys should do it. Um, so coming in at number 20, not far behind Cars 2 or 3 is The Good Dinosaur. Um, that's a film that people found endearing or hadn't seen or were just... The thing I, I've read about The Good Dinosaur was that it was the most beautiful disappointment in Pixar films. The scenery in it, to your point, Craig, is it's gorgeous. It's a beautiful film with a very strange story. Um, let's see, coming in at number 19, A Bug's Life. Aww. I'm like going, okay, I, I will say just one thing. Okay, that was Pixar movie number two. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know. And that was also when have... DreamWorks, uh, you know, they also, like DreamWorks rushed ants into production just I'm to try sorry, to compete with it. Who? <laughs> well, I'm just saying that it, it took away some of the, maybe the luster of A Bug's Life because Ants was because Jeffrey out. Katzenberg I, stole all of the ideas that he was in development for when he worked at Disney. Ooh. We are making accusations. Ooh. I, I think it's a founded accusation. Ants was rushed into uh, production and it was actually released prior to A Bug's Life, which is insane because it was worked on in hardly any time at all. But, but oh, that's wow. where we're at. So, anyway, Bugs Life, it is, shall it is we move on and not give any more time to that other? <laughs> okay, sure. Coming in at number 18 is Monsters University. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was another one. A couple people ranked like six and eight, but for the most part, it was ranked mid-range. Okay. Um, coming in at number 17, Toy Story 4. 
Ooh, that's mm -hmm. that's surprising to me. And uh, just because I I think that <laughs> Toy Story kind of holds up this. But but even if you didn't like the story, and I guess um, I, obviously my two co-hosts didn't. Uh, I did. Uh, I, I that's hard. Uh, anyway, the all I'm saying is that uh, Toy Story is like the Pixar franchise. So I'm just surprised at the result that it didn't uh, it didn't go up higher. And I'm sure that there are several Toy Stories that will be easily in the top ten, likely in the top five. However. It, just as a franchise, I thought that the weight of that franchise alone would have gotten them all into the top 10. But that's just me. Toy Story 4, Woody's Betrayal. Uh, Forky's Revolution. Talk about it. Forky is leading Disney Plus with Forky asked the question. Yes. He wouldn't be around without Toy Story 4, Brett. Yeah, but Forky can't carry that whole film. He'd still, no. he'd still be in the trash, guys. He is trash. He is trash. He's self-proclaimed trash. Anyway. All right. Sorry, Aaron. I, I, I knocked you off no, the game. No, great. I love it. Toy Story, Toy Story <laughs> 4 is 17. I, I need to go Wait. back and say some things once we're done with this bottom reveal, by the way. But continue sure. on. Sure, yeah, no, sure. This is, this is what I'm here for. I'm, 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 I'm in it. Um, coming in at number 16, Cars. OK. Does that yeah. okay? make sense to everybody? Okay. Vanessa, no. Vanessa. I, I'll, let me go back, Brett. Okay. I'll defend it. <laughs> I need my tissue. Okay. <sighs> Cleansing breath. Coming in at number 15, Finding Dory. Ooh, that's I mean, a little low in my mind too, but there's so many good ones. I. I think we're honestly, even when we get to the, even when we get to like the top like 21 of the, these, I would say that all of them are good films. Like all of them you would be yeah. able to go back in and revisit. So you really yeah. are ranking the best of the best here um, because Pixar really hasn't put out a, a, a awful bomb. Like you could watch all of them and enjoy them. So, but yeah, that, that's interesting to me. Uh, Finding Dory, it actually was uh, the highest grossing animated feature ever for a, a while until Incredibles 2 came out. Uh, but still, it just, it's surprising to me that it's that low. Yeah. I mean, it's its not as good as the first one. I love Finding sure. Dory. I, I marked it up way higher on the list. We got the, the, the clam that lose he's codependent he loses his girlfriend he's very upset about it his best line ever shelly why i just love that scene but realistically and finding dory's story is just like it's almost like a fantasy i know it's not real but like if they did like a fantasy version of finding nemo i mean they're yeah. driving a truck how weird is that that a fish is driving a truck. I mean, at least in Finding Nemo, it was somewhat reasonable of a story, but it gets really out there in Finding Dory. It's still a really great story, but I, I can see why people marked it lower. And you're right, Vanessa. Baby Dory oh. is adorable. Baby Dory. That's just, yeah. yes. And their, her, their names are Jenny and Charlie. That's the phrase that I use in my everyday when I'm looking for people. <laughs> It was interesting in the comments that some of our people had that um, that I think they sort of marked it down because there was such a time 
lapse between the yeah. first one and the second one, you know? So I think it, it yeah. lost a little bit of its luster because of that, because we're, we have very strong opinions. And, you know, if you do something that upsets us, you are going to be down in the rankings. So sorry. Everybody had positive things to say about the majority's movies. Um, but especially finding Dory, like across the board, the comments were that it was a positive movie, but to Craig's point, you know, it's such, this list is such an embarrassment of riches um, that right, it's like a bad kind one. of shoehorning everything in. You don't even, you know, know how to vote. Um, except for Lou, who was <laughs> very adamant that apparently he finds the Finding Nemo and Finding Dory franchise to be overrated. <laughs> oh, that hurts my oh, heart. Lou. I know, Lou right? the Irishman for the 12th time. Huh? <laughs> leave us your Finding Nemo and Finding Dory. So we're on number 14 now? We are on number 14, and that is Brave. Okay. Mm. Friend of the podcast, Brenda Chapman, and, uh, and Brave. So... Mm. Uh, this is another one that I, uh, I, I think that it's kind of thought of as sort of that middle of the road Pixar, but middle of the road in Pixar is still a good film. I still really enjoy it. Uh, it's a great princess story. It's Pixar's only princess. Yeah. And that seemed to be actually the caveat that seemed to almost downvote it was that they were like is it a pixar film or is it a disney movie with a princess so you know um but still really got mid pretty strong mid-range votes for brave um coming in at number 13 incredibles 2. Ooh, that's surprising that that is a surprising. i hate all of you that's very <laughs> surprising because Incredibles 2, and I understand the, the fact that it, it, it came uh, a long time after. It was about 11 years. But, I mean, that story picks up right there uh, at the end of the first story and, and doesn't really lose a beat. I think Brett made a really good point when we did our podcast that it, the technology had, had jumped from the first one to the second one. So there was, if you watched them uh, together, you're like, man, Violet really got some bags under her eyes in that second film. Girl needs to sleep. Right after. She needs oh, to sleep. Funny. But it's so funny. And like the stay-at-home dad scenes, um, God, we're all living that right now. So uh, yeah. it just... I don't know I, how many babies I'm I've surprised. seen wrestling raccoons outside. It's That's a lot. Right. Mm -hmm. That's right. I've been to her neighborhood. It's a little rough in the raccoon yeah. area. That's right. Jack-Jack... Always likes to attack, but that is surprising okay. to me. So was that number thirteen? You said that was number thirteen. And, okay. Um, and I, I do. I feel like this is where it starts getting super competitive. Um, oh, number twelve, Coco. Okay. All right. Let's just stop now because there are <laughs> a lot of things. But now, when you put Coco in twelve, are you kidding me? That is the most beautiful of all Pixar movies. It's gorgeous. It has the best music in it. I, although I will say Incredibles 2 also has great music. Thank you, Brett, for singing the songs to me before the movie started. But um, Coco is just this beautiful, beautiful story. It's beautifully shot. It's not uh, maybe the, I don't know, it's not really the funniest, but oh, it's, it's- It's so heartfelt, my gosh. Yeah. that's what Pixar does. I, we'll talk I about that love Coco. I, I think it was too. in my top five, maybe number two. I don't remember. It was either two or three. 
So to, to see it at number it was 12 number makes three. Yeah. It, it makes your number me sad. Three? It makes me real sad. I, I just watched that movie the other day. I watch it a lot. I love that film. It's a great movie. <sighs> okay. So sad. We're getting a hit list of our wonderful front row network friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, let me. <laughs> Sorry, now she's scared. We're no, you're much. fine. <laughs> um, I'm just. Also, if we can go back and talk about cars for just a sec. Oh, it may not be my absolute favorite Pixar film, but it gave us Mater, as in Tuh Mater, and it gave us Cars Land in Disneyland, which is, well, no, sorry, Disney California Adventure, which is the most, one of the most amazing rides, themed rides I've ever seen. Thank immersion. you, Brett. Immersion, yes. 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 The of of Cars Land. So... So to see it again, to see it low sometime. on the list is, it's sad, but it's, it, it, you know, but it I, is a good movie. I just think about, um, I, I feel like Cars was kind of a, a vanity project from the person that was in charge of Pixar for a long time. And I wonder what stories didn't get to be told because we got Cars 2 and Cars 3. And so that's why mm -hmm. I feel like and I actually enjoy Cars 3. I mean, I, that's the one I've watched the most. It's the one my son loves to watch. It was on Netflix for a while, and now it's back on Disney+. Plus. I actually watched it yesterday. It's a good story. I mean, I really enjoy it. But at the same time, uh, what other stories could we have been told uh, instead of spending so much time uh, with, the, with the Cars franchise? Maybe, maybe yeah. do. No. That's, that's true. Then they had planes as well. I mean, it's just crazy how yeah. many spinoffs that those movies had. I'm, just for the record, the... I'm not defending the Cars 2 no. and 3. That can be at the very bottom <laughs> of the heap. Don't care about those. But the first Fair Cars, like, it's a little sad, but it's okay. I was kind of shocked to see Cars down there too. Um, but when you start getting, I don't know, when you start getting into the top 10, you really start to see oh we're getting there are we at are we at the top yeah. 10 or are we oh yeah 10? i'm sorry well uh we are about to enter the top 10 we're at number 11 which is ratatouille ratatouille, ratatouille. Oh. that's okay where did i have it sorry you had ratatouille brett at number eight vanessa mm -hmm. had ratatouille at number five and craig had it at number 12. Um, and that was another one that was, it had some like top 10 votes and then some people voted it like 17, 18. Um, but multiple people said that Ratatouille was a movie that with multiple viewings um, becomes more and more endearing to you. Would you guys agree? It's about totally. art. It's about being, finding your art. Finding I, yeah, your I, art. I, I completely yeah. agree with that because I think yeah. at first it is one of those that's kind of like, it's hard to grasp your head around this world and it's a different culture and, and all of that. But like, once you, once you uh, see it a couple of times, Remy is just such an adorable protagonist throughout the whole thing. And um, also if you're on Disney cruise line, go dine at Remy's. It's so great. Uh, oh. But yeah, I, I, I would say it, it was middle of the road for me, but I still love the movie. I mean, that's, that's Pixar though. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Vanessa, okay. what did you have to say? Yeah, about that? the first time I viewed it, I remember um, our friends, the Presneys, suggested it, and I went and watched oh. it, and I was kind of like, why do they love this movie so much? But over the years, as I've watched it over and over again, I've really come to love that film. I love the voice acting um, of uh, Remy Patton, Patton Oswalt, is that his name? Patton Oswalt? Um, yeah. He's, he's really good in it. The storyline's cute, and it talks about food, which I love food. So, yeah, that's one of my favorites now. That's why I got so high on my list. Yep. Okay, so, so now we're in the top 10. We are in the top 10. Um, however, I just realized while you guys were talking about cars and um, and everything that there was a miscalculation with Coco. <gasps> yes! So I... Price Waterhouse, oh my gosh, it's... You know. <laughs> Moonlight, you guys La La Land. <laughs> it is. I am the Steve Harvey of Beyond the Mouse. <laughs> no, no. Um, so I am just making one little adjustment here. On the fly. She's good. All right. Well, then in that case, I'll go back and talk about Brave. And I know yes. we, we've got friends in the production of that, but what? Why does the the princess need to learn a lesson? Shouldn't it just been the mom who learned a lesson? It was kind of like, oh, mother and daughter both learned a lesson. I don't see anything wrong with what the what the princess did. So, you know, I would say I think that there's I I think that there's an awful lot of politics that went into that film. Um, when you go back and read about what happened towards the end of the production, um. You know, uh, Brenda Chapman was actually allowed to be remain as the director of the film, but she was, I believe, removed from the project towards the very end of the film uh, because Disney wanted to princess it up a little bit more. And so I do wonder, I, I'd love to see the, the Brenda Chapman cut of Brave and see <laughs> kind of how that uh, that. Well, your up. friends, you can go to her house. I'm sure she has it. That's um, right. Mm. All I'm saying is I have curly hair and my mom is always on me to have nicer hair. And she's like, oh, you look so much nicer and your hair straight. If I had the opportunity to turn my mom into a bear to get her to hush up on the curly hair situation and then give her the chance to apologize, then she could not become a bear. I'd allow it. But if she became not a bear and again was like, your hair looks better straight, I'd be like, poof, you're back to a bear. The end of that movie, she kept mom a bear until she just said, you're right, daughter. I mean, this is, I, I'm not projecting Pixar is here. No. Everybody's is therapy. This way when they watch this film. <laughs> so Aaron, uh, what did that uh, calculation do? Do we need to uh, completely uh, start this thing over or what, what's no, going to happen? No, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, what, we, what that is going to adjust is that Ratatouille is in the number 12 spot. Okay. Okay. So okay. And we'll just go on from there. And Coco's in 11? No, Coco's not an 11. Coco jumped up quite a bit. Yeah, oh, it did. Okay. You're welcome, Remember, Coco. Oh, my God, good thing That's I'm not okay. a politician. Um, <laughs> All right, so here's 11 again. Here's 11 Let's again. Back. Toy Story 2. That, see, that's, and that, that's, surprising. that's another surprising one to me because so many people love that movie. Sorry, Vanessa. It wasn't three. 
Yeah, no, Vanessa, I feel you on that because I'm not a huge Jesse fan. Mm -hmm. Well, I I'm not a huge Jesse fan, <laughs> but I did like Toy Story two. I liked the bloopers at the end, and yeah. I liked it more than Toy Story three. <gasps> I said it. Oh, I said it. I'm gonna get so much hate mail. <laughs> no, you're gonna get so much scorn from this corner of the gallery view over here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this was another one that in voting. Feel the heat, baby. I get it all the time. So, <laughs> Toy Story two in voting sat pretty much between nine and 12. Okay. All right. Um, I, can, I yeah. can see it. And so. All right. So now we're back in the top 10. We're back in the top. Right, here we go. This is where go. friendships go to die. Huh? Let's oh, do no. it. Rip the bandaid off. I've already What's prepared number 10? myself. Wally. My... Wally. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about Wally. Um, I, I've got to be honest with y'all here. I have not seen Wally in likely a decade. Uh, yeah. I watched it once. I felt like I didn't ever need to go back and revisit it. Yeah, I don't know. What did I rank it at? Uh, I probably ranked it at like 18 or 19. Probably. You ranked it at 15, Craig. 15? Okay. All right. Um, but I don't get the allure of Wally. So, Brett, can you explain it to me? Take too much time because I'm talking to you. About that. Oh, burn. <laughs> we need to keep this moving. Someday okay. we'll have Someday. lunch or maybe a day. Wally, Wally hat was ranked all the way from number two to number, um, the highest it was ranked was, fit, uh, there was, I'm sorry, the lowest was 16. Okay, uh, who was number two? I'm gonna need a report uh, on that. Isn't that Jay? Number two was Steve. Oh, Steve. Steve Sykes. Yeah, Steve Sykes, who hasn't seen Toy Story 3, at least hadn't by the time that I initially saw his uh, recording of this. So yeah. that means that his opinions are invalid. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, let's go to um, number nine. Yeah, and I was gonna say about Wally, what people, what they seemed to appreciate the most about it was actually that the first half of the film takes place with almost no dialogue whatsoever and so the story's told oh. um, yeah it's it's pretty incredible yeah well, um, that was that was jeremy's comment which i thought was brilliant that it was, yeah, it was Jason chaplin too. i was yeah jeremy wasn't it yeah it was chaplin i'm like going oh my gosh you are a film person he so is so good that's and right. it has references to Hello Dolly, so who doesn't love that? Craig, okay. Number nine. <laughs> number nine. Give some money to Jerry Herman. Thank you. Number nine is up. That's fine. You know, I would have marked this really a lot higher had Lou not completely tarnished my way of thinking. Um, I thought it was one of the best movies I've ever seen until he pointed out that you really don't remember what happens in the last like or the mm -hmm. second act of the movie it's the first act that's the most touching it's it's got the birth of uh, the absolute best opening of a pixar movie in my opinion but so then from there it, it probably would have made it better short but then it'd all be about these people dying so maybe that wouldn't have been good but um it's just absolute beautiful beautiful music in the beginning great story in the beginning but then it it kind of just you forget about the rest of it. At least I yeah, don't the, exactly remember what happens at the ending. Kevin? 
Seven, but what I, is the dogs? There's a guy. There's a forest. I I don't remember. There's a Charlton Heston esque sort of thing going on. Yeah, the third act uh, really kind of falls apart. Only uh, the only redeeming quality in my mind of that that final act of the film is the reveal of the adventure book, um, which of course is like heartbreaking and and brings you back to the first act of the story. But beyond that, it's just it was interesting because this was um, one of only, I believe, two uh, Pixar films. It was this and Toy Story 3 that were nominated for Best Picture. And um, even back then when it was nominated for Best Picture, I was like, really, what? why this film? But people really connected with this film. I do think that, Vanessa, you're absolutely right that the first eight minutes of the film are probably just burned into our memories and the emotional response we had to that. And then we don't really think about the other you know, hour and, and 35 minutes of the film necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Number eight, The Incredibles. Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> I don't, I don't recall it being in my top 10, so I'll let someone else say why it should be there. Vanessa, I feel like uh, you're top 15. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, I, I do feel like I'm I, I I'm talking an awful lot, so I apologize, especially over uh, to Brett over there, um, particularly for you. Uh, but what I will say is that Incredibles uh, number eight feels right to me because it's not a top five Pixar property in my mind. What it is, though, it is the best Fantastic Four story ever told on film. And yep. Brad Bird does a great job. He built a, a, an incredible world around it. Um, you know, an incredible world. Yeah, incredible. A marvelous world, if you may. Uh, and it's so cool to see superheroes in a Pixar film because, again, that just melds some of the worlds of my geekdom <laughs> together. But I would say eight sounds about right to me. Um, Aaron, you got my rank. What did I put it at? Was I around I there? Six. And um, Matt's disdain for this ranking is showing his his four, his four seed right now because that's what he ranked it at. Wow, you had it at number four. So Brett, I think I would move it up now. Actually, I would. You know, I'm like going. It was on over the weekend. I watched it again. I'm like going. I yeah. I just I love the aesthetic. You know, the mid-century modern sort of aesthetic. and Edna Mode, the mm. best character ever. Well, one of she's them. Pretty awesome, right? Yeah. Cool. I want yeah, that backstory, great. but I've already said that. So I'm on the record as wanting the backstory for Edna Mode. A whole series of sorts, like the Mater ones. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'd actually watch those. <laughs> oh, top seven. Coming in at number seven, onward. Yeah, I I didn't know where to put this. It's too new to know where mm-hmm. it's going to end up falling in the list or where it's going to end up being. But oh, it was it was the Pixar movie that made me cry the hardest in the theater, and it's got a great twist in it. It's really fun. I, I watched it again, and it's just, it's a really fun, cute story. It's not like the funniest Pixar movie, but it's just a great adventure. It's story. an adventure. Yeah. 
you know, so maybe uh, seven's think... okay for now. Yeah, for now. I wouldn't I'm just say that's a good. Yeah, that's fine. I, I'm trying to wait to see if Brett was going to say something so I didn't steal his thunder at all. But I, I think it is a little bit of recency bias in the, um, in the ranking. Uh, but also, they haven't seen this it. This is a film. This is a film that is kind of the opposite of Up, right? In my mind, because mm-hmm. maybe it has kind of a, a lackluster. Certainly, the second act, the middle of the film, to me, drug a little bit, and then it really had a killer third act. And so yeah. I wonder if that also helps propel it a little bit cl- uh, higher up in the ranking, because that's what it leads you with is like this killer ending. Well, we cry. Really nails it. Yeah. Um, and uh, just, I think everybody can feel some emotion to that. And that's, uh, that's kind of what Pixar goes for is to, to draw that emotion and, and make these um, kind of hit above their weight class as far as like emotional films for children and for adults as well. Uh, interesting take on this. Um, and I, I don't know, you guys can respond if you want to, but I heard someone uh, recently talk about this. Is this going to be remembered as the coronavirus film? Because uh, it's the first film that really got pulled from theaters and immediately yeah. put online. And that's how a lot of people were exposed to it was because uh, they had it on Disney+. And so right. when you watch this film in like 10 years, is that what you're going to remember? It's just I think it's going to be Tiger movie. King. I think even though it's a different network, Tiger King is going to overshadow everything else about the quarantine. So I don't think people are going to remember it as that. I mean, it could be, for me, it's going to be the last, at least, you know, we're in the middle of, shall we say something, uh, a situation presently, but I'm like going, it was the uh, the last movie of, uh, of our slash my innocence. (laughs) You know, Absolutely, it was. It was. We're laughing. I'm like going. It was the last (laughs) moment. People talk about the innocence. They talk about losing their childhood. Yes. And then you're talking about like when the quarantine hit me hard. (laughs) Well, it's just really cute. Where you are? I'm like going. It was the last moment. It's true. No, you're right. I just think it's it's funny. Well, I'm here for the last. Sorry, I, I, not to, not to throw in real life there, but I, I heard that take recently, and I thought it was a. I thought it was at least uh, interesting enough to bring up. So seven seems a little high to me. However, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think that they, it was announced that Onward was going to go on a Disney plus the same week that all of this took place, that we saw a huge change in the movie industry and something unprecedented, which was that it was the first time that the movie industry had made no money. Um, because of all this so definitely at least for film lovers like this is a moment that's going to freeze in history yeah i mean you know brett you have a amc the a-list uh amc might not exist after this thing uh so it's just it's important no i I think it will go ahead because i think it's important for the film industry that because amc is so big something will happen yeah. 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 Guys, some right. of us are doing these rankings to forget about what's going on. Not <laughs> sorry, sorry. sorry okay. my apologies. Onward. 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 Oh, with the- I got it. That was good. Thank you. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, we know. That was good. Thank <laughs> number- you. <laughs> All right. Number six. She's, she can stay. Coco. Yeah. Number yes. six is Coco. Nice. That's How, it. What, what kind oh. of? What kind of? 
dead voter did you drag up to to change the votes around? So the make me throw things at my laptop. It's the only access <laughs> I have to the outside world. Do not make me throw things. I started getting death, death, death texts. No, um, I had when I was doing the sums had made a mistake, and obviously that's okay. I, this does not make sense. So I needed to rectify it because um, when I was looking at the actual um, rankings that everyone put Coco in, I was like, how did, how did it get that tight, the competition in the top 10? And I, I was like, oh, I made a mistake. So Coco is coming in at number six. Um, most people ranked Coco anywhere from two to 12, um, but usually sitting like it's at like five or six. So this is for what people ranked it. Um, you know, there was a 12 and a 13, but otherwise, yeah, this was a, this was a fan favorite of the network. Yeah. Dang it. <laughs> Finally, they <laughs> redeemed um, themselves. I'm like, going to talk to them at the parties. Aaron, you, what, do, what is that? You said Coco's your favorite what? It's my favorite Pixar film. Um, yes. It is visually stunning. And I just, I think that Coco is to Pixar what Moana is to Disney as in terms of celebrating a culture. Um, and yeah. like, the, like where it's just this beautiful celebration of something that's so important. And I live in um, Chicago, in the actual city of Chicago, and we have a huge um, Hispanic population. And just to even be a part of like, seeing them enjoy the movie come out and just like see their culture celebrate and how proud they were of it all was just like just made it even more magical oh stop you're giving me goosebumps oh i love it so much that makes me feel good yeah so coming in at number five wow finding nemo well gosh the top five michael eisner's miss Finding Nemo here. Michael, Michael um, I'm Miss. Why'd you say no, no, no. Miss? No, huh? because this is this is this is uh, in Disney history. Finding Nemo has a very important place because uh, it was when Pixar and Disney had the initial deal. They were kind of going different oh. ways because they weren't talking to each other. And then Michael Eisner basically signed his termination paper by saying, "Oh, it's fine. Pixar's doing that little fish movie." And then that little fish oh. movie took over the world and everybody every executive at disney said hey buddy i'm sorry but you you misread this one quite a bit you know and so it was actually um obviously just so hugely successful for pixar that disney was like it was it was the start when D disney animation and pixar animation um they started to go kind of in opposite directions again and people were worried that pixar was going to become the powerhouse animation and particularly Disney was worried about that because the deal that they had, the initial deal was gone. So yeah, no. Um, so I, I think Finding Nemo truly contributed quite a bit to the exit of Michael Eisner, uh, at least in my mind. Uh, Brett, what do you think about that? Is that accurate to say? Or was, so. it, was the writing already on the wall? Um, it was, it, his, the writing was on the wall. Well, his, his time at the top had passed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Perhaps. so no, that's great. And Vanessa, I know this I am a supporter though. I love this movie. I love the voice acting. Actually, I'll, okay, I'll tell you a story. Um, and I hope it doesn't get me in trouble. Most stories do. 
So um, when I heard about this film, I I heard what Pixar. Okay, I don't know what that is. Disney should just stick with what they're doing. I was young, I was naive, and my brother saw it, and I said, "What what is this movie even about? Finding Nemo? What is that? I don't think I want to see it. I'm used to princess movies, right?" And he said, "Oh, it's about a fish. Uh, he has a disability, and then there's this other fish, and, they, and this fish has amnesia." And we're like, "Yeah, right." That Disney just princess stories. What are you talking about? And then we watched it, and and within the first five minutes, my jaw dropped to the floor because I was already hooked into this film and loving these characters. And they they it was such a new creative story. To t I just I loved everything about it. It is um, the color scheme in this film is one that really relaxes me and makes me feel very very calm i'll put you it almost disappear I'm... in it you you can you can if you try if you try you can okay. but yeah it's it's just a relaxing it's funny it has everything that i love in a movie and um yeah it was it was my number one but i'm glad it's in the top uh top five so here you go in my mind, it has to be in the top five. I mean, it, it, yeah. when you think of Pixar movies, Nemo is one of those films that just automatically comes to mind, uh, like most of the others will be that are in the top five, I'm sure. But to me, this, this is a rightful spot for it. Um, when I, I've recently found out that I am, I am older than most of the people in the front row network. And so when it comes to like us talking about our movies, sometimes it's, it's like we all start showing our age. So the reason I'm bringing that up is because when, like when Pixar, when Toy Story came out, uh, that was 1995 and I was, I was 13, 14. So I was at that age where I was like, not really interested in Disney movies anymore. And so by the time Finding Nemo came out, I was almost out of college. Um, I was 21. And so when Finding Nemo came out, I feel like that's the movie that brought me back to Disney. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, I'm right. Hey, what else you got, Disney? I've, I've been gone for a while. Like, what's been going on? I love that. Yeah. Oh, that is yeah, good. I like it. I like it. Aww. You just kept swimming and you found your way back. I did. <laughs> Okay, we're ready to move on. Number four, Monsters, Inc. Oh, I love Monsters, Inc. I love this film. Like, does, does anybody else just love this film so much? No? Just me? Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, it, you know, I, four, it's four a great seems game. a little high to me. Yeah. Uh, sorry, oh, go ahead, Aaron. No, that's, I mean, I love the movie, but it's not like, I don't get super feels about it. But again, I think that's because super I was- feels. Ooh, I was, I'd be really- I in college. Yeah, I'd be really interested to see kind of some of the breakdowns, like what was the range on this one and all of that. I, you know, when, when I think about Pixar, obviously Monster Inc. is one of those that is a, a staple film, but uh, four does seem just a little bit high to me um, based on like some of the other properties that, that likely could have snuck their way in there in my mind and i know i didn't rank it this way and so maybe i'm doing this uh, uh on the fly but um in my mind incredibles maybe deserves a spot more in that top five than monsters inc does um but it is I an agree. enjoyable film Craig. 
Uh, it's an enjoyable film, and John Goodman is God's gift to Perfect. Earth. Uh, the, the man is the man is everything. Uh, so I, I love him. Billy, Billy Crystal. Crystal. Mm-hmm. Perfect. We have Roz. We it's we have Boo, the cutest. I just the girlfriend. The girlfriend. I don't remember her name now, but but she's funny. Yeah. But I I love this film so much. I find it funny. I find it heartwarming. It's hilarious. I just it's so hilarious. We have an attraction Everything. based off of it. At the Halloween party, you can dance with the characters, the the monsters. It's just I I love this film. I'm so glad it's in the top five. Well, now we're in the top three, and I know which three are left, and I know Uh (laughs) I'm gonna guess what number three is, and then I want to guess what number one is, Craig. I want to do some fun math around uh, (laughs) removing one member's vote uh, from the competition, but go ahead and give us number three, Aaron. Number three is Toy Story 3. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. All right. Yeah. Um, Toy Story 3, uh, to me, is the pinnacle. Uh, it's actually interesting to me that um, we still have a, an additional Toy Story hanging around. Um, because uh, Toy Story 3, to me, is the pinnacle coming-of-age Pixar film. And coming-of-age stories, along with Pixar, uh, they just kind of go hand-in-hand together. Um, it is the toys learning how to grow up, learning how to go from one child to the other, uh, the camaraderie that they've built over these three films, just absolutely beautiful. Uh, love the story, it's action-packed. What's really fun is that um, when, you be, when you're older, you kind of pick up on some of the things or when you're, you're able to like go back and watch these a bunch, but that animated uh, battle that they're having at the beginning of Toy Story three is directly pulled from Andy's battle in Toy Story one. And so it's like really cool that like those, those continuity type things, um, just a perfect movie. And I understand why some people really didn't like Toy Story four, because to me, Toy Story three was still just the perfect ending to a trilogy. Uh, and it, it was just great. I, I loved it. It was one of those movies that was nominated for best picture. And honestly, one of those that I would have argued tooth and nail to vote for if I was a member of the Academy, because uh, it really was a great celebration of those characters that we came to love uh, for so many years. I just feel like when you're describing Toy Story 3 and your experience watching it, that is not the same Toy Story 3 movie I watched. My movie I watched was these toys ended up in a cult. And then they went on a conveyor belt to the fiery depths of hell, but they were saved, but then they were given away and forgotten. So that was a lot grimmer movie that I watched, and I'm always surprised by your take on the film. So I must be wrong. I think I'm the only one living out in this world. So that's the thing. That's the thing, is that these are just opinions. Mm-hmm. And these are just the, how we feel. And our opinions and our feelings are entirely validated. Someone's setting up for the number two. <laughs> I was going to say, Vanessa, if it makes you feel better, when I talked to my husband, when we saw um, 
Slumdog Millionaire, I was like, I came out of the theater like appalled. Like I was like, I'm in a crumbly mess. I can barely function because I couldn't believe this kid's life. And my husband was like, what are you talking about that? What do you, why are you so sad about the movie? And I was like, what movie did you see? What, what was your perception? And he's like, those were kids having fun. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my God, we saw you in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, so I, you're not alone. But, but, but at the, at the heart of it, like at the heart of that film is this story of, being okay with growing up and being okay with totally. getting older and being yeah. okay with going to college and, and all of that that comes with it. And, and yeah, there, there's some fun. Uh, it, in my mind, the best villain in any Pixar film and in a lot of Disney films, Lotso Love and Bear is one of the best villains written because, uh, because he has such a great backstory of being given away and, and all this. I mean, like, I, I can go on and on, but Toy people Story love him at the Halloween party. I know. Let's heart. dance with him. Let's well, have our picture with him because he's fuzzy. People go crazy for like lots of toys. Smells like strawberries. Had um, for those of you in the smelling world. Oh my gosh! Toy Story three across the board for the network had pretty high votes. It was anywhere from it was. A couple of twos, fours, threes. There was a one. Um, Jay thinks it's the best movie out of the 22 Pixar films. He, Jay wrote some notes. What did uh, did Jay write anything on it? Jay wrote. So Jay's notes are great. Everyone should always read Jay's notes. I was very impressed with everyone's notes. I will say that it was amazing. Jay wrote. I think this movie showed how powerful the final or should have been final act of a movie trilogy could be. It was the strongest of a three and I don't even feel like it's close. It has the distinct honor of having 20 years worth of growing adoration for its characters to increase its impact. And yes, the scene where the characters that we love are on the verge of a fiery hellscape death was endearing because even though they were saved and we knew that they would be it felt as though their destruction was inevitable yet it was not much like the shelf life of a toy i've watched my daughter adore nasty scary old dolls and i've watched my boys crash toy cars that were 30 years old yet appreciate them like they were new this scene epitomizes that childlike love and it made grown men ugly cry in theaters also, Lots of Hug and Bear is a mesmerizing and relatable villain. He's charismatic, but only has hate and anger in his heart. He is the toy version of a cult leader. Jay, Jay was in all of our heads all at the same time. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> that was, that's wild. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Jay's notes. Always with Jay's notes. They're very good. I'm going to go back and read all those. Yes. I'm going to archive. Awesome. Well, okay. We're down to the top two, everybody. Time. Pull off, pull off the Band-Aid here. Okay. Coming in at number two, Inside Out. Now, Brett did this to me, uh, and I know he did. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about it's Inside not. Out. Okay. Let's go back. Let's go back. You need to know why 
Okay, let's I do. I do need to know why. You need I, to know I, why. This is a long time coming. It's like, you know, you have to understand because Craig, you're my friend and I only hate you occasionally. But anyway, um, no, occasionally. Anyway, so, okay. We were talking about Toy Story 3. Now, I mean, I know that they're, you know, that these films, um, they involve the, your emotions and you are so, that's what killed me in Toy Story 3 is when, and I've told you this before, is when they're looking at each other and it's like, well, this is it and I love you. I mean, could it be any more intense? So going, oh, see, like I'm going to cry right now. Going into Inside Out saying, oh my gosh, this is going to emotionally wreck you. I'm like going, I can't watch this film because I know what, they, what Pixar can do. And I'm not ready for that. I was not ready for that going into it. I'm like going, so we know I did not watch it until Craig made me. And then, because I had all of this, you know, I'm like, well, I know it's brilliant and, 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 I, and I want to appreciate it and all this, but it's going to hurt. It's going to scare me and it's just going to hurt. And then I watched it <laughs> and I'm like going, well, I could have saved myself a lot of torment just watching this the first time. And maybe that's where you are. You saw it the first time and I had all this additional anxiety and uh, expectations for this brilliant film that everyone loves and, and I'm like going, and that's why I didn't like it because I'm like going, this is not my favorite Pixar movie. And I'll just say that. I'm just like going, I don't, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And I'm like going, because I think, I think it was all of this anticipation and what I was expecting to see and didn't. And actually good. I'm glad, glad they didn't wreck me because I'm glad that they were just going, oh, okay. <laughs> I just, yeah. I found it a little s silly after all of this expectation. So that's why it is not my favorite. And just to let you know, Craig, that when we first went through these listings, I put it up that plot going, I'm, I'm going to trust everyone and I'm going to put it right there in the middle. Cause I, I wasn't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't do that whatever calculation. So I'm at the bottom. So something moves down. I don't do that thing, but I'm like going, I, I went through, my, I, I had it like at 12 or right in the middle. Cause I'm like going, it deserves it. So many people love it and I just don't get it. But then I'm like going, I, I went through all of the films. I'm like going, I like this one better than that. I like this one better than that. So that's why it ended up as 21. Whoa. Number that's 21. One, Number 21 out of 20. 22. Yes. One. I'm like going, I like that. Before cars, one of the cars movies, that's real bad. Cars oh my two. gosh. That's behind I the good dinosaur. Cars two. No, Whoa. I enjoyed the only the only film I didn't like. Uh, I liked less than Inside Out was the Good Dinosaur. Oh, was the Good Dinosaur? Okay. Yeah. So sorry. Wow. It is not. It is not meant to hurt you, even though you 
bat me in the head with this every time you have a chance. And in fact, in the little promos that you did for this, not that I'm going to hold onto this forever. And anyway. Um, <laughs> no, truly. No. I mean, people, like you said. Those were like my said, valid are, points in my world. People are allowed to, uh, people are allowed to have their own opinions. Uh, I, uh, it was just shocking. They are, that Craig? I, it was oh my just gosh. shocking. How was, kind I, of you to allow us to no, have opinions. Now, Brett, I let you speak your piece. I uh, I know, but now you're just throwing it all. Over. It was just shocking. This is our banter. This is back to, to our banter. At, to I, see I, it I'm at misbehaving in front of our guests. Sorry. One number twenty-one out of mm -hmm. twenty-two. So, but let's let's get to let's get to actually talking about Inside Out and and why I think why I ranked it number one. I'm gonna go now. I think several other people on the on the network also ranked it uh, number one. Um, to me, Disney gets a bad rap because they can never come up with an original story. And uh, you'll see that the, the two Pixar, Disney Pixar films that uh, are at the top, because number one, we know now, um, I'll let you say it though, Aaron, in a little bit, but uh, they're original films and they're original concepts, original ideas. And so what I love about Inside Out is that it shows you that so much in children's animation and in movies uh, are geared towards escapism and everyone has to be so happy and everyone has to be uh, happy-go-lucky and, and that's what wins the day. And, and in this case, not only did Joy uh, rely on sadness, sadness is really the one that ended up ultimately getting Riley back to a point where she could feel comfortable in her new environment uh, as she moved across the country. It's just a, an incredible way to show that you do need a mixture of emotions. And yeah, it, you know, maybe it's built up too much for you, Brett, as far as the, the emotional wreckage. But uh, when, when Bing Bong sacrifices himself to not uh, being uh, remembered, it, to me, that was like, you, you think about those things. It makes you think about those things that you had in childhood and, and the, the types of things that you did. And, and it helped me remember some of those things that were kind of in the back of my mind. Um, and so that's why I think it's truly a, a masterpiece. And, and really that uh, Pete Doctor, when he, he talked about uh, developing this story, he would just have these discussions with people and go on long walks and think about, truly think about how emotions play into our lives and, and not how they're all, uh, how all negative is bad and all positive is good, but how it takes a mixture of emotions and, and we're really complex individuals. And so that's why I absolutely love Inside Out. Um, to me, it's the pinnacle of Pixar achievement. Uh, and it, it's, it's always gonna be number one in my heart. I feel like if we removed Brett's one vote, it would easily be number one amongst the network rating, um, but that's not how the how the cookie crumbles this time. So I'll take it at a strong number two. Um, but but yeah, I absolutely love it. I it's one of my favorites. It's in my, it's probably in my top three favorite movies. So Aww. it's just great. Wow. It's crazy to think that Pixar put out Inside Out and The Good Dinosaur in the same year. Like they were like, mm -hmm. we're gonna go hard at the emotional vulnerability and it was like inside out came out and everyone's like bravo you nailed up and then it, it and then the good dinosaur came out and they were like eh. 
Well, I think yeah. also the industry with the industry since I mean Pixar had such a long string of huge monumental successes. How do you top this? How do you top this? Oh, they keep topping it. They keep topping it, and so I think the industry or naysayers or critics or some people are looking for something. Aha! You know you're not as good as we thought you were, mm -hmm. and and I think they're looking for that um, anytime. But well, yeah, that's true. I've noticed everyone's kind of out to aha, aha. Yeah, 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 I, exactly. I uh, have to tell you, I actually because I knew, like, I didn't go and look at any of the rankings beforehand because I knew of Brett's vote <laughs> in this because you told me yesterday that you ranked it twenty-one. Um, I automatically thought that Inside Out wouldn't even make the top five. So the fact that it's number oh. two. Is the fact that it's number two with a 21st vote added into that shows that it's a pretty strong picture. Um, and so I think it's- uh, The opinions it's, of the people of the Front Row Network. That's right, that's right, that's right. Anyway, uh, I've said my piece on that. Uh, I love the film. I'll go back and revisit it a ton. Um, my son just finally got into it. And it's just uh, it's a, after. It's a trip. Did you like like tape his eyelids up though, and like no, watch it wanna... like on repeat for twenty four hours? So I feel like no, that's I... where your level of fandom might be at. I didn't want to. Uh, I, I really didn't want to like force it on him too early because I didn't want to have the reaction that Brett had basically, like uh, that it was kind of forced on. Um, so I let him kind of discover it on his own and. And he really, uh, really gets a kick out of it. I will say this, um, in my mind, being a big defender of this film, I really don't want to see a sequel to this film. Uh, but we'll see if that ever ends up happening down the way. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's good where it stands. It's an original story. Let it be. It's got a really cute, like, seven-minute short along with it where Riley goes on her first date. It's really funny. Um, but that's it for me. I'm, I'm good there. Number one. Number one. If you haven't already deduced who the winner is, it is Toy Story. That feels good. It does feel good. You know, even with my, uh, my upsetness of Inside <laughs> Out. Uh, no, does it that makes mean that I'm sense. basking here? Am I basking? What is my background? Oh, that's right. Uh, I feel Brett. like there's a, such a thing as a sore winner and uh, <laughs> never let's bring it at home. It makes sense that the, the film that started it all uh, is our number one, uh, even though going back now, woo, those graphics, uh, they're a little bit harder to, to watch nowadays, but man, they're no kidding. Zeros. They're ones and zeros. Yeah, that, that story, what are they? Though, They're ones and zeros. Are they ones and zeros? There's ones and zeros. Are they ones and zeros? Mm -hmm. You can't. I mean, you can't. You can't uh, get much better than that story. It's it's lovely. Um, it's so cool that they tied in with Disney right away. That uh, Steve Jobs really brought them into the fold of Disney. Uh, it's the reason why they didn't go to DreamWorks later on. It, it really started all of this that we have now uh, moving forward. And it just such iconic characters out of um, toys, you know, and talk about great marketing. Like, uh, yeah, we're going to do a whole movie based on toys that you can easily mass produce and sell. 
Yes, but they didn't <laughs> have them to start out with. And that was what's yeah. so weird. It was, you know, it was a Thanksgiving film and it wasn't, a, the toys weren't available till like the next summer, I believe. Oh. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So it's kind of like well, a still yeah. baby yeah, Yoda like going, kind of a thing. Yes, it's, yeah. Mandalorian, the child. Well, Brett, uh, did you have this number one? Maybe we should let you speak your piece on. Uh, Pretty much, story. you said it, Craig. You said it. You said it. It's paying homage to what started it all. You know, it's it's scary ones and zeros and everything, but just the idea that this is an entirely computer-generated film is astonishing, and and it is the benchmark for what everything that came afterwards you know when you look at the trees and you look at the things that don't look exactly real and then you even in the second film even in um in a bug's life i mean the the advancement in the design is just amazing so you got to start somewhere and it was a wonderful film so much so that they made another one and another one and another one and Probably make another one and another one and another one. <laughs> yeah. Well, Vanessa, it, what are your thoughts on Toy Story? I remember watching it and thinking it was the most amazing thing that came out. Um, it was funny. I, I'm a big on the comedy writing and I just remember just being so amazed that they had all these different, first of all, toys that I loved. I loved Mr. Potato Head. I loved all the different toys that they already had. The Slinky, I know he's Slinky Dog, but Slinkies I played with. So it was just really cool how they animated toys that I had, made them funny, and then also had this great story about building a friendship. And I mean, especially I think if you're a kid, you always have that kid you're kind of envious of. And so to see that playing out between Buzz and Woody is just very relatable. I just, they hit home, so many home runs in that movie. Now, looking back, like you said, it's a little dated, but the story itself still stands. So I'm, I'm very happy it's at number one. Sid's still a crazy good villain. Um, you know, like you said, the comedy, uh, You've Got a Friend in Me is just one of those tunes that will never leave your head. It'll be with you till the day you die. Um, the... Uh, it's just so funny, like even going back and watching that now, there's a scene where Bo Peep asks, it's right at the beginning of the film, Bo Peep asks Woody if uh, she should get somebody else to watch the sheep tonight. And I swear <laughs> to you, Tom Hanks says, oh, hell yeah. Like, that's how it sounds. You need to go back. You've all have Disney Plus. Turn it on tonight. Uh, it's right at the beginning of the film. And I'm just like, as a, as a dad, I'm like, wait a minute wait a minute what is this you know so it's just so funny like even little bits like how is that movies that old and I just I just realized that and that made me laugh again you know it's one of those films that just keeps giving and giving and giving and Craig you had um out of everyone's votes you and Lou actually had did we have um, it the lowest you have the no you have the same ranking that you had the top three in your top three you guys both oh nice toy story inside out and toy story three ranked one through three 
in the same. You both ranked Inside Out 1, you both ranked Toy Story 3 as number 2, and you both ranked Toy Story as number 3. Nice. In, the, yeah, in my defense, Aaron, darling, um, I had number one and number three correct. Not number two. <laughs> you would have had um, number two correct if you hadn't added that one behind it. <laughs> That's right. Good job. I like it. I like Aaron. I'll give you that one, but watch out. <laughs> come back. It's so funny. Like you all uh, listening aren't privy to the conversations in our thread. But the fact that Lou and I had the top three the same is yeah. sort of hilarious. <laughs> so, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you, Aaron, for doing so much of this work. What are your thoughts on all this? Do you think it turned out right? Um, I, I'm super excited to have been part of it and to have been able to do this for you guys. And yeah, I think so. Um, I got a little nervous about figuring out and waiting all of the the rankings but i think it makes sense based on your guys opinions and just my own uh perspective of like the meat of pixar is really representative in the top 10. um you know with most of the sequels and stuff falling into the into the to the bottom half so i had a great time with you guys this was super fun getting to talk to you guys about it and yeah I'm just going to call it now, since Erin's been on every podcast, we're her favorite. I could see it in her eyes. She didn't, she didn't have to say it, I already know. Oh, <laughs> I'm, that's how transparent I am. Do I need to put it on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you're welcome back anytime, right, Craig? That's right. You are Absolutely. welcome back. Uh, we can talk. Actually, you know what? We've never done Coco, so it was one of, or no, did we? We did do um, Coco. I think Brett and I maybe before you guys were on the podcast. On no, right? we were. You and Anna hadn't seen it, and Brett and I That's talked what about it. That's it is. Yeah, absolutely, because that was right around the time that uh, he was born. So. Um, that's why I, I didn't, I didn't ever talk about Coco, but no, we should come on, you should come on, uh, and definitely, and, and of course, once you start getting ready to plan that first Disney park trip, uh, with the little one, then we've got yeah. to tell you all about our tips and tricks. <laughs> yes, you on for that. I'm super pumped. You guys have all the inside scoop for sure. We have, we have a lot. Thinking about leaving the kids researching. Call, maybe just me and the husband going. <laughs> yeah, you can do you that know what? too. I will tell you sure. what, we did yeah. that for the cruise and it was one of the best decisions. Like we, we were sitting on paternity, maternity leave and I was like, you know what, Anna, we, um, I've always wanted to go on a Disney cruise. Why don't we just go book one? Yeah. And this was while we were on, on leave. And we're like, okay, we're going to book it for a year out. And we'll, that's plenty of time to cancel, everything like that. And yeah. then uh, basically it was like our, our one year, like you survived parenting for a year. Yeah. Congratulations. Go on a boat. Uh, it yeah. was great. It was great. Yes. So oh, amazing. Go on a boat. Yeah. Highly recommend it. So thank you all so much. And thank you to the Front Row Network contributors that gave us their rankings. We want to know what your favorite Pixar films are. So let us know all of those uh, either in the comments of this video or shoot us a message or uh, make sure to follow us on Facebook at the Beyond the Mouse Facebook page. Uh, you can also follow the Front Row Network, of course, on nprillinois.org or also on the Front Row Network page uh, and also on Twitter at Front Row Reviews with a Z. And I, I think that we did a pretty good job getting through all 22 films. I think we're the still talking. The story so. is, that's right. 
I think the moral of the story is that uh, Pixar just keeps producing the hits and I can't wait to see Soul in the very near future yeah. because I think that that's also going to be one that is just going to really uh, liven us up and, and, and give us some emotion and, and give us some feels and we're going to end up loving it. So I do hope uh, we can all get back to a theater soon to be able to see that one uh, on the big screen. But uh, look forward to seeing that for sure and all the rest of the Pixar films to come beyond that. So we will cover them all for you right here on Beyond the Mouse. So for Beyond the Mouse, I am Craig. I'm Vanessa. I'm Brett. And I'm Erin. And we will see you real soon in the front row. <laughs> <laughs>